Welcome to Zichud Avsiman Member Me Avram Goldhari, and today we're in Masechus Psachim, Daf Mem Dalad. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, on the bottom of Daf Mem Gimel Amid Beis, Rabbi Yabo said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Koisurin Shemator Ein Heter Mitzarvel Iser. In the case of all forbidden substances mentioned in the Torah, a permitted substance does not combine with the forbidden substance to make up the minimum shear to be high for, Chutz Mesurin Nazir Shoyam Torah Mishras. Except in the case of the forbidden substances of a nazir, since the Torah is said in the regard infused, Rush explains that this word teaches that a nazir is prohibited from eating bread that has been soaked in wine. Now, since it's obvious that if the bread contained a full kazais of wine, the bread would be forbidden, then it must be the Torah is referring to a case where the bread contains less than a kazais of wine, and the kazais shear to be chayev was only attained by combining the forbidden wine and permitted bread. Now, the Gemara attempts to demonstrate that Rabbi Yochanan contradicts himself based on his ruling where he states that a non-Kohen is Chai Malkus for eating a kazais of Truma spice porridge, even though he has not consumed a kazais of Truma itself. This seems to be another case where Heter Mitzar for Isser. Rabbi Dimi answers Rabbi Yochanan's ruling was in a situation that there is a kazais of Truma ingredients that would be eaten in the time to eat a pras of the porridge. And this indicates that eating Bechdeyachilas Pras is a derisa. Point number two, the Gemara questions using the word Mishras to teach that Heter Mitzarvel Iser for Nazir based on a price that teaches Mishras, Liten Tamk Iker. The word Mishras comes to make flavor equivalent to substance. That if a Nazir soaked grapes in water and the water subsequently has the flavor of wine, the Nazir is high for drinking this water. And here we can extrapolate to all prohibitions in the Torah in that the prohibition of a Nazir is not an Iser Olam, a permanent prohibition, and there's no Isra Hana from the grape products, Vyesh Hetel Isura, and a person can be released from his vow before his term expires, and nevertheless, Asabotamke Iker, the Torah makes the flavor equivalent to the substance, then all the more so for Klai Kerem, which is more stringent in all three regards, and Orla, which is, although it's not an Isra Olam, it's not forever, however, it is stringent in the other two aspects. The Gemara answers that the Bryce reflects the view of the Rabbanan, but Rabbi Yochanan goes according to Rabbi Kiva who disagreed with Rabbanan and uses Mishras to teach that Heter Mitzar Iser for another. Point number three, the Gemara seeks Rabbi Kiva's source for Tam Ke'ikr, and initially suggests that he learns it from Basu Bechav, meat and milk, where the Torah prohibits the mere flavor of milk that is absorbed in the meat, but then rejects this because Basu Bechav has an anomaly in that if one soaks meat in milk, even for an entire day, it's permitted, but if one cooks it in the milk, it's prohibited, and therefore we can't apply it to other Isurim. Instead, the Gemara says the Rabbi Kiva learns Tamki Iker from Ge'ule Nachrim, purging the Kalim of Nachrim, in that the emissions impart mere flavor and are forbidden. So too with regard to all other forbidden foods, flavor is forbidden just like the substance. The Gemara continues with the discussion of why the Rabbanan disagree with Rabbi Akiva. So once again, the three points are, number one, on the bottom of Daf Men Gimel Amin Beis, Rabbi Yabo said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Koisurin Shemator Ein Heter Mitzarvel Iser, in the case of all forbidden substances mentioned in the Torah, a permitted substance does not combine with the forbidden substance to make up the minimum shear to be high for, chutz mesuri nazir Torah mishras, except in the case of the forbidden substances of a nazir, since the Torah is said in the regard infused. Rush explains that this word teaches that a nazir is prohibited from eating bread that has been soaked in wine. Now, since it's obvious that if the bread contained a full kazais of wine, the bread would be forbidden, then it must be the Torah is referring to a case where the bread contains less than a kazais of wine, and the kazais shear to be chayev was only attained by combining the forbidden wine 
and permitted bread. Now, the Gemara attempts to demonstrate that Rabbi Yochanan contradicts himself based on his ruling where he states that a non-Kohen is Chai Malkus for eating a kazais of Truma spice porridge, even though he has not consumed a kazais of Truma itself. This seems to be another case where Heter Mitzar for Isser. But Dimi answers Rabbi Yochanan's ruling was in a situation Deika Kazais Medea Achilas Pras, that there is a Kazais of Truma ingredients that would be eaten in the time to eat a pras of the porridge. And this indicates that eating Mechdeya Chilas Pras is a derisa. Point number two, the Gemara questions using the word Mishras to teach that Heter Mitzarvel Isser for Nazir, based on a brace that teaches Mishras, Liten Tamk Iker. The word Mishras comes to make flavor equivalent to substance, that if a Nazir soaked grapes in water, and the water subsequently has the flavor of wine, the Nazir is high for drinking this water. And here we can extrapolate to all prohibitions in the Torah, in that the prohibition of a Nazar is not an Isar Olam, our permanent prohibition, and there's no Isar Hana from the grape products, Vyesh Hetel Isura, and a person can be released from his vow before his term expires, and nevertheless, Asabotam Iker, the Torah makes the flavor equivalent to the substance, then all the more so for Klai Kerem, which is more stringent in all three regards, and Orla, which is, although it's not an Isar Olam, it's not forever, however, it is stringent in the other two aspects. The Gemara answers that the Bryce reflects the view of the Rabbanan, but Rabbi Yochanan goes according to Rabbi Kiva, who disagreed with the Rabbanan and uses Mishras to teach that Hetem Motsarfel Iser for another. Point number three, the Gemara seeks Rabbi Kiva's source for Tam Ke'ikr, and initially suggests that he learns it from Basar B'chav, meat and milk, where the Torah prohibits the mere flavor of milk that is absorbed in the meat, but then rejects this because Basar B'chav has an anomaly in that if one soaks meat in milk, even for an entire day, it's permitted but if one cooks it in the milk, it's prohibited, and therefore we can't apply it to other Isurim. Instead, the Gemara says, the Rabbi Kiva learns Tamki Ikra from Gu'uli Nachrim, purging the Kalim of Nachrim, in that the emissions impart mere flavor and are forbidden. So too, with regard to all other forbidden foods, flavor is forbidden just like the substance. The Gemara continues with the discussion of why the Rabbanan disagree with Rabbi Akiva. All right, so now we go to the Simfer Daf Memdalad, and our standard simon is mud. Mud. So here goes. The Nazar who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, tossed it into the Nachri's pot, which completely changed the flavor. Once again, in slow motion. The Nazar who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, mud, that must be run off Mandalin. The Nazar who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which reminds us, Rabbi Abba said in the Rabbi Yochanan, in the case of all forbidden substances, Mention the Torah, a permitted substance does not combine with a forbidden substance to make up the minimum shir to be high for, except for Isuri Nazir, because the Torah says the word Mishras. And Rush explained that this word teaches that a Nazir is prohibited for eating bread that has been soaked in wine. Now, since it's obvious that if the bread contained a full kazais of wine, the bread would be forbidden, then it must be the Torah is referring to a case where the bread contains less than a kazais of wine. And the kazais shir to be high was only attained by combining the forbidden wine and permitted bread. So the Nazar who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, which reminds us the more questions using the word Mishras to teach Heter Mitzvah Israel for Nazar, based on a brisa that teaches Mishras, Liten Tamke Iker, the word Mishras comes to make flavor equivalent to substance, that if a Nazar soaked grapes in water, and the water subsequently has the flavor of wine, the Nazar is high for drinking this water. And from here we can extrapolate to all prohibitions in the Torah. The Gemara answers that the Bryce reflects the view of the Rabbanan. But Rabbi Yochan goes according to Akiva, who disagreed with the Rabbanan, and uses Mishras to teach Hetemitzar for Israel for the Nazar. So the Nazar dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, tossed it into Nachri's pot, 
which completely changed the flavor. Which reminds us, the Gemara initially suggested the Rabbi Kiva's source for Tamakir was from Basra meat and milk, but the Torah prohibits the mere flavor of milk that is absorbed in the meat, but then rejects this because Basra has an anomaly in that if one soaks meat and milk even for an entire day, it's permitted, but if one cooks it in the milk, it's prohibited, so you can't apply it to other Yisurim. Instead, the Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva learns Tamke Iker from Gulei Nachrim, purging the Kiyom of Nachrim, in that the emissions impart mere flavor and are forbidden. So too, with regard to other forbidden foods, flavor is forbidden, just like the substance. So once again, the Nazar who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, tossed it into Nachri's pot, which completely changed the flavor. All right, now it's time to go to a four-block back Hazara. Daf Mem. So the simmer Daf Mem is mime, and we use a swimming pool. So here goes. The beware of chimutz event by the pool. Pool. That must mean we're in Daf Mem. The beware of chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water, which reminds us that the Gemara brings several activities to avoid since they might result in the chimutz of grain. One should not thicken a pot of food even with flour of oven-dried grain. One should scald in boiling water two kernels of wheat together, for one kernel will perhaps shift and settle on the cleft of the other, and the bubbling boiling water will not get to them on all four sides, and it will come to chimuts. So the Beware of Chimuts event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water, and soaking barley grains briefly in the water, which reminds us that Abraitzah said, We may not soak barley grains in water on Pesach, even though this should be permitted because the grain was only soaked briefly and didn't absorb water before being dried into the sun. The Rabbanon prohibited it out of concern that people will not be careful enough and the grain will become a chametz. The Bryson continues that if one did soak the barley on Pesach, if the grains split, they are forbidden because they leaven quickly, but if they didn't split, they are permitted since they do not leaven quickly. So the Beware of Chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water and soaking barley grains briefly in the water and then with adding flour to the chorosis dip and mustard served at the barbecue. Which reminds us that one may not add flour to chorosis, which was a dip containing vinegar made for use with meat, or to mustard. And if he did add flour, it must be eaten immediately according to the Tanakama, or forbids one to eat it. Rav Kahana said that the machlok only applies in the case of flour put in mustard. But in the case of the flour put in the chorosis, all agree that it must be burned immediately. Why she explains that the pungency of mustard delays the leavening process. Daf Memov. So the simmer Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma, that must be run off, mem olive. The grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach, which reminds us that the Pesach only refers to the prohibition of cooking a Pesach in water. And a Bryson brought a Malchokas, how we know that one cannot cook it in other liquids as well. The Tanakama learns that if it's forbidden to cook in water, which doesn't impart taste, all the more so would be forbidden to cook in liquids that do impart taste. Rebbe learns it from the double Russian of Bashel Mavushal. The extra word teaches the prohibition applies to any liquid. The nafkamina between them is a pot roast, where the carbon is cooking in its own fat. The tanakam would permit it since it isn't flavored by external liquids, whereas Rebbe would prohibit it because it's cooking in a liquid. So the grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach, when her grandkids told her they would not eat the one cooking in the chamitaveria, which reminds the Rav Chisit said the reason one who cooks the carbon Pesach in the chamitaveria is chayev is not for transgressing the prohibition of cooking the carbon, since the spring is on a tolda fire, and therefore it's not considered cooking. Rather, it's for transgressing the mitzvah to eat the Pesach only if it was roasted by fire. So the grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach, when her grandkids told her they would not eat the one cooking in the chamitaveria, lest they incur multiple sets of lashes. Which reminds us that Samachok is in a case where one ate the carbon partially raw and cooked. Rabbi says he gets three sets of lashes, one which includes the generalized prohibition of not eating the Pesach except roasted. 
Abai says one does not incur lashes for a love shibakolos, a generalized prohibition. There's a malkokas whether Abai means he never gets lashed or that he would get lashed if that was his only transgression. Daf Membeis. So the Simon Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster. Mobster. That must be one Daf Membeis. The mobster was selling Maim Shalanu at an inflated price, which reminds us that Rav Yudas said a woman should knead the dough for matzah only with Maim Shalanu, with water that slept overnight, which means water that was collected the previous day and stayed overnight in the vessel. And this base in the Gemara and Dab Tzadi on a base that the sun's position during the winter causes the underground water source to heat up. But she explains that since the warmth hastens the fermentation, one should draw the water the night before baking to give it a chance to cool. Women were also told they should not knead the dough in the sun, nor with water heated by the sun, nor with water drained from the bottom of the mulyar. So the mobster was selling Maim Shalanu at an inflated price, didn't realize he was bent over in a week from all the raw vegetables he was eating. Which reminds us that three fruits increase the sold waste of a person and bend the pasha, meaning they sap one's strength, and remove one five-hundredth of a person's eyesight, coarse bread, fresh beer, and raw vegetables, which Russia explains refers to raw leeks, onions, and radishes when eaten frequently in large quantities. Three things diminish the sold waste of a person, make the pasha erect, and illuminate the eyes. Refined bread, fatty meat, and old wine. So the mobster was selling Maim Shalanu at an inflated price, didn't realize he was bent over and weak from all the raw vegetables he was eating, dipped in a domi vinegar. Which reminds that originally when the base of Mikdash stood and they would bring the sachim from the wine of Yehuda, the wines would not sour until they would put barley into them. Rush explains that in the schus of the nasachim, they wouldn't sour until a fermenting agent like barley was added. They were then called chomutstam, ordinary vinegar, because this is how vinegar was produced in Yehuda. Now that the base of Mikdash is in ruins and libations are no longer brought, this now is the state of wine and vinegar in Edom. And two different psukim are brought as sources for the phenomena that Yisrael and Edom will never be blessed simultaneously. Daf Mem Gimel. So the similar Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here it goes. The Woman's Chametz Magazine. Magazine? That must mean one Daf Mem Gimel. The Woman's Chametz Magazine, featuring recipes of Chametz mixtures and advertisements for Chametz Nuksha Cosmetics, which reminds us that based on the question who the Tana is in the mission that held, Dagan Gamra Ayyide Tarub is that full-fledged grain in a mixture, the Nuksha Be'ene and Chametz Nuksha that's distinct, Bolav are both prohibited of a love, we learned that Rabbi Yehuda said it was Rabbi Merholds that a mixture with Chametz is more severe than the Chametz Nuksha. And the Rav Nachman, who said it was Rabbi Leezer holds, that Chametz Nuksha is more severe than a mixture with Chametz. So the Woman's Chametz magazine, featuring recipes of Chametz mixtures and advertisements for Chametz Nuksha cosmetics, include an article why Chametz can't be eaten by women, which reminds us that the reason Rabbi Leezer learned that women are included in the Chametz prohibition and penalty from the word kol in the Pasuk, for anyone who eats something that has been leavened, then the soul should be cut off, and not from the Pasuk, when a man or woman shall commit any of the sins of man, where the Torah has equated a man to a woman for all the punishments and relevant prohibitions in the Torah, is that since the Torah juxtaposes the prohibition, with the mitzvah to eat matzah, that only those who are required to eat matzah are prohibited from eating chametz. And since women are punished from eating matzah, since it's a mitzvah, a time-bound positive mitzvah, they would not be subject to the prohibition of chametz. That is why the word kol is needed. The Gemara brings a b'risa where Rebbe Lazar then teaches that now that women are included in the prohibition of chametz, they have been included in the mitzvah of matzah. So the woman's chametz magazine featuring recipes of chametz mixtures and advertisements for chametz nuksha cosmetics include an article on why chametz can't be eaten by women, nor brought on the Mizbeach. Which reminds us that when the Torah states, Soor lo sektir menu ishe Hashem, do not burn leaven as a firing offering to Hashem. We would only know it's forbidden if all of it is leaven. From where do we know that it's prohibited if the leaven is in a mixture and is indistinguishable that it's forbidden? The Torah states, Kikol. All right, now it's time for a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. 
Which stuff they learn? Three foods that can increase waste, bend the partial because they sap one's weakness, and they dim the eyes. That's on Duff. Membes. Good. Number two. Which stuff they learn? It's Malchokas, Rav and Abai. Whether one is Chai Malkas for Alav Shabakalos. That's on Duff. Memal. Good. Number three. Which stuff they learn? That one should only need dough for matzah with Maim Shalanu. That's on Duff. Membeis. Good number four. Which something that the Rabbanon learned Tamki Ikka from Mishras from the Parsha of Nazir? That's on Duff. Memdal. Good number five. Which something that in the Schus of Nesachim during the times of the base of Migdash, wine would only sour if they put barley in it, which then became their ordinary vinegar. That's on Duff. Membeis. Good number six. Which something that is Malchus, but which is more Chamur? A Tarubas of Chametz or Chametz Nuksha? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good. Number seven. Which of the Rabban forbids soaking barley grains in water? That's on Duff. Mem. Good. Number eight. Which of the Rabbi Yochanan learns that Hetra Mitzrafa Isser only applies to Isri Nazar, which he learns from the word Mishras in the parish of Nazar? That's on Duff. Mem Dal. Good. Number nine. Which of the one that unleavened dough that is baked or it's cooked after being baked cannot become chametz if it comes in contact with water? That's on Duff. On the test. Good. Number 10. Which of the one about the prohibition of burning leaven on the Mizbeach? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Excellent. So that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.